Good evening, Cabian. Thanks for tuning in tonight to the much-anticipated Pod of the West Wind with yours truly, your host, Matt Gallinson. Some of you may know me as the short yet stocky hiking counselor who brought you such favorites as bagpipe taps and uh, guitar slaps. Others may not know me, and I'm okay with that. Due to our slight upset this summer, Ken has asked me to put together a little podcast segment with your favorite counselors having chats, maybe weekly, maybe more. I'll be calling them up wherever they may be. We're going to ask them about what's up, what's down, what's all around town. It's a camp-style chat. It's going to be goofy, rambly, trying to bring that Cabian spirit to your own home. We hope you enjoy. So tonight, for your listening pleasure, we have the prince of the fretboard himself, the sultan of sit on your hands, the maestro of musicianship, and my dear friend, Seth Tannen. Seth, what's happening, man? Mac, thanks for having me on. You know, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. You are, in fact, our esteemed first guest. How does that make you feel? It feels pretty good, I must say. It really does feel good. All the campers are really curious, you know, where are you right now in the world? That's it's funny. You should ask that. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Huh. Um, but more specifically, I'm in the middle of nowhere in the middle of California. Huh. You know what's I'm very much in the that? middle of it. So you're, you're in the center. You're not near any of the cities that I might know, like San Francisco or L.A.? I'm seven hours north of LA, depending on what kind of vehicle you're on. My, and wow. I'm, and I'm huh. two and a half hours south of San Francisco, again, depending on, on mode of transport. If you're on a bicycle, it might take longer. You know, that really makes you think just the, some states are just, the New Hampshire you know, size is just not the norm. I mean, there are states that it takes that long to drive across where you know, we can be in Maine, right? Or, or, or Vermont, or the, even the Adirondacks, right, in a matter of hours. I mean, that's, that's just something you don't get on the West. Sure, and this, this might be slightly too political for a Cavian discussion, but I would argue that you could pretty comfortably draw a line straight smack through the middle of California and have two different states with two very distinguishable vibes. Huh. We'll leave that to the, uh, to the listeners to, you know, stew over. Um, but yes, yeah, so, you know, so Seth, everyone, everyone remembers your, your stint as uh, the music counselor, and I mean, maybe isn't it's an understatement for just how 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 much you really did for the program because i i remember specifically you know going through camp and at every cabin there would be at least someone playing wonderwall at all times and i think mm -hmm. that you know i mean what did it get old yeah a little bit a little bit but i mean wonderwall's a great song great first learning song can you t walk me through a little bit about your process on on how you picked that song how you knew that was the one I mean, I would, I would argue that every time I hear Wonderwall, I learn something new about it. And I've been listening to Wonderwall for many, many moons. I want to I wanna say to everyone who's listening right now, you know, that album, um, I don't really know exactly what it's called. It's something about, um, it's the Oasis one. It's something about glory. It's Morning the Oasis glory. album. It's the Morning Glory. It's the one with the city street, you know. Wonderwall is the most famous by far, right? But there are some there are some good ones on there, you know, that it's worth a listen. It's worth a listen if anyone's trying to take away some recommendations from that. Um, you know, speaking of recommendations, you reading anything right now, Seth? Do you read? I wish I had time to read, um, but I have this other thing going on in my life, which is called grad school, which mm. uh, to UKBian people who are in um, different kinds of schools right now, <laughs> be it uh, elementary school or middle school or high school, grad school is a very different kind of school where you are 
um, expected to dedicate large amounts of your time towards reading things that you don't really want to read. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I would say that as college begins, right, and into grad school, whatever programs you may pursue, right, that kind of becomes more of the of the tilt of just all the reading you do is specifically for classes. Yeah, but I, I do, I do wonder at, you know, just just the the absolute passion that I see some campers having when they're just, you know, plowing through books, just book after book, you know, send me more mom, that kind of thing like that. That is impressive to me, I have to say. And I have great uh, admiration for those campers. Uh, when I was a camper, that was not me. I was much more of the camper who was chewing on rocks and sticks and Absolutely. rolling around in the assembly ground. Absolutely. I mean, because at, at the end of the day, you know, I thought that's why I was there. I thought I thought it was to just get as much dirt on my body as possible, you know, mm -hmm. um, and to and yeah. And so I got to say, it's it's a way more, you know, knowledge filled uh, learning experience, really, when you're when you're when you're just having your own personal library in the cabin. Plus, you know, I, I yeah, I just got to say, I was just talking to my friend about this. You know, I wish I had more time to pleasure read. I got a list of books right now that I think I'm going to start. But you know, who knows, maybe this will be a, a time to, to get into that. Uh, campers, you know, if you're listening, you're reading something cool, you know, let me know, let comment about the uh, recommendations that you um, would recommend, you know, because we're all looking forward to those. Um, so Seth, you've been working on anything recently with your musicianship? Have I been working on musician things? Well, I play a lot at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've been writing some cheeky tunes, okay, okay. Um, some cheeky secretive tunes, hmm. um, yet to be released, perhaps to be performed uh, at a future Wednesday Night Live, whenever I mean, that let's is. Hope, let's hope. I mean, I don't know if anyone's here listening who remembers Dark Roast, um, but if you're not, you know, shame, because it was such, I mean, you know, talk about bands that, that I've been a part of in the past. I think that duo that me and Seth started, um, you know, back in the day, I, it was, it felt the closest thing to what I'm looking for in, in, in my music career. It, it was, it was simple, you know, it, it transcended age groups. And I think that's the important part here. I think the other important thing about Dark Roast is that it exposed me to um, the realization that you don't need to plan anything mm, mm -mm. to get on stage if you don't want to. It's totally You can true. just get on there and like have a great time. And the Cambian crowd is so great in that they will reflect your good vibes with their own good vibes. It's so true. And, you know, I was thinking about this. I actually miss that because, you know, something we don't talk about very often is that Wednesday Night Live is a really, it's a specific opportunity that you don't get really much in your, in your, I mean, obviously KBN is full of that, right? But Wednesday Night Live is specifically a time where I can go on stage and I slap a guitar and you just play, and, and we play something for, for maybe two minutes, right? Someone gets up and dances, reads a poem, plays trumpet, you know, and it, it's just, you don't get that opportunity to do that in your regular life. And I think that's something that I'm missing, especially this summer. I also find that lately I've been I've been having Wednesday Night Lives with just with me and my house plants, and uh, they do not they do not do as good an applause as the Caping crowd. I would say that's a it's a compliment. It's a small compliment, but it's a compliment. So congratulations, campers. That that's what that's what that's about. Um, you know, me and Seth actually we were in a band together, and and we did in fact do a real live band tour around the USA. Granted, a half of the USA, but it was nevertheless a national tour. And, and you know, I thought it was successful. Seth, what do you think? 
I thought it was an overwhelming success. And it was also a great opportunity to see parts of our country that I had never seen before. Absolutely. Like the Midwest. It's out there. And, you know, you hear things about the Midwest and then you go there and you realize that some of the things are true and some of the things aren't true. But nonetheless, the geography is just as flat as everyone describes it to me. It's so flat. It's profoundly flat. And I don't know it's if profoundly flat. Campers, campers out here from the Midwest, but I just got to say, you know, coming coming up in a mountain environment, you know, you really don't, you don't understand the magnitude of the flatness. And you that's don't. just what I'd like to try to convey here is like pancake doesn't cover it. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It is, it is topographically stunning, I'd say. Anyway. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a talented Cabian baker took an artisanal um, rolling pin and just applied it to the topography. Huh. And it goes, it goes all the way until basically halfway through Colorado. It really does. What we don't talk about our country is it's quite a large bowl, really, right? You have mountains. It's a big bowl, land, yeah. But it's very it's flat. It's a big fruit bowl. Um, so, Seth, I understand that you, you're quite the, uh, the, the culinary artiste. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, what you've been cooking lately now that you're uh, stuck in a house? Yeah, now that, I'm, now that I'm stuck in a house with a stove that's at least five times larger than a camping stove. Hmm. I was like, I'll just use one burner at a time because that's, that's, that was my normal for so, for so long. <laughs> um, but this thing has like, perhaps you could help me identify it. It's like a box. Okay. And like the inside of it gets hot. Hmm. Instead of just the thing with the fire that comes out of the fire goes in. Oh, are makes, you referring to an oven, Seth? Is that what that's called? It's great. You put things in it, it gets hot in there, you know? Yeah, Bed. I've been putting all sorts of stuff in it. I've, I don't know if anyone knows, but, you know, I kind of, I make the bills uh, get paid by, by selling bread um, at my university. Me and the oven really have, we've learned about each other um, through breadcraft. I remember, I remember that um, there was a specific odd task with sandwiches and rulers that you mentioned. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that job? Yeah, that's a little bit of a sensitive topic, but I'll <laughs> indulge for the caving community. Okay, I okay. was paid. I was paid legal tender. I was paid actual money to measure hmm. bread with a ruler. Wow. So, in in which con like, so I guess what you're saying is is this was a catering business, by the way, for anyone. So if anyone's ever seen a plate of sandwiches and they say, oh you know, good looking sandwiches. They don't just come like triangles, you know. Someone like Seth is back there making sure- With a ruler. With a ruler. And so that is, that's bizarre to me. I did not know that the, the, um, the exact measurements were actually taken. I didn't realize that. And so for all of you campers who are um, perhaps in middle school or starting in high school, you will be familiar with the with the axes, and I had to measure these sandwiches on all three axes. So huh. I had to do them on one plane to make sure they were perfectly square, but then I also had to measure them for height, so they would be, you know, they'd be the same height on the platter. Oh, you went on the z-axis. If, if I'm not, yeah, if I'm and not so mistaken. I would have to shave millimeters of bread off the inside surface My of Lord. the piece of bread to make sure that everything would fit. Well, you really wonder, you know, what is the ultimate point of a sandwich? And for me, that would be taste. It would also be moisture. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that, 
you know, we, we're seeing just the rise of so many specialty condiments these days. And I, and I, and I really, I'm appreciating that train. I think that the condiment is an essential part of a sandwich because um, dryness in a sandwich is not what I'm here for. I'm here for a lot of things. That's not one of them. Oh. You know, and these are just the kind of things that, that I miss about camp. You know, it's finding the big truths. It's understanding the big things to understand. Um, the, the, this brings me back to just in general how I've been feeling recently with being in home, being in one place. You know, and I think that you really have to start to adapt to your own, to, you have to adapt to what you like to do in a whole new way because you have to keep yourself interested. And there's not much else to keep you interested around. So you start to discover, at least for me, a whole bunch of new hobbies and new passions that you didn't really know you have when you're stuck indoors. And I think that's something that has been a positive takeaway. Sure. You know, when you've got nothing but free time, and I'm sure a lot of um, campers out there who are listening to this are feeling something similar, um, it's really important to find meaningful ways to use your free time. And so I'm fortunate to live in the middle of nowhere and I can still get outdoors, but for all of you city dweller campers and for all of you campers living in places where there's people like you're probably spending a lot of time at home and so finding ways to use that time and, and looking at the things that you learned from camp on how to keep yourself entertained not necessarily with technology but with all sorts of stuff um is really valuable absolutely and i agree and i mean i hope i hope that some of the um shall we say the unplugged nature of camp has kind of um trickled into this um, hybrid summer that we're doing, you know, and I understand that, right, there are many things that wouldn't be available at camp that are that are super accessible at home. Um, but I personally am trying to take a little bit of the unplugged presence that we like to cultivate at Cabian and trying to translate that to my life currently. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it. All right, so Seth, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that it was lovely Lovely to have you on the show tonight. Oh, that's um, sweet, Mac. The bad news, however, is that our time is up um, and we will have to end this session for tonight. But I really appreciate you being our very first guest on Pod of the West Wind. Um, and I wish it you the best. It has been an honor. I wish you. Thanks, Mac. And uh, thanks to the Keeping community for listening. And uh, I look forward to tuning in whenever this is published and then tuning in for future episodes in the future. Excellent. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next time.